guys what's happening it's your boy rain tj back again with another episode of just a thought and today we're going to talk about the 48 laws of power if you listen to last week's episode you will know that the next set of episodes is going to be entirely about that just the 48 laws of power by robert green and uh, i'll be dissecting each uh, law in I guess a real world situation and just trying to like summarize it because I think this is a good content you know like there's a lot of situations in life where these 48 laws come into play and I was actually recently telling someone yo you speak like you read this book do you know this book and they didn't really know the book per se but they said that other people told them the exact same thing you know so they were gonna go ahead and read the book but today we're gonna start off with law one and it's it, it the law is never outshine the master so we're going to explore this concept in real world examples and discuss how failing to adhere to this rule might affect relationship careers and or power dynamics right so um first of all how does this law imply in essence it advises us to always allow our superiors to feel superior uh, it suggests that if we are to appear too competent or talented, it may provoke insecurities in those above us. And this could lead to our own down downfall. Um, and that's like quite intriguing, isn't it? Like just literally just being you sometimes might be what causes some people to come at you because I don't know, they may be insecure about their own skill set. Uh, their own experience they might think like they didn't do all these grand things or whatever like someone was telling me perfect example before I dive more into this it's a side topic I didn't prepare to speak about this at all but I once had a superior um actually no I don't think I'll speak about it but it's it's similar to this it's pretty similar to this but someone advised me based on my own life someone else would not be pleased because they didn't do what i did so i should not speak about the things i did around this particular person i guess they had some um inside knowledge and were just looking out for me you know and it actually does play out to this uh, sometimes your superior has they, they they may have very shallow egos or they may have they may be very insecure about themselves and you have to keep that in mind that like the person younger than you may be insecure and the person older than you may also be insecure the person younger than you can be immature and a person older than you can also be immature immaturity and all of that doesn't really limit itself to any age it's not um it's not discriminant in that regard right so let's consider um a similar but real life or real world scenario right this is all an example guys so picture yourself at work right you're bright you're energetic you're full of new ideas right and you're a somewhat new employee naturally you want to demonstrate your abilities to your boss but what if your performances outshines your boss and it makes them feel insecure or threatened like take for instance the historical example that the book does uh speak about should you read the book it 
it speaks about King Louis the Fourteenth and Nicolas uh, Fouquet. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Fouquet was the king's finance. Um, financial minister or his finance minister and he threw a grand party in like honor of the king but the party was like so extravagant and he he, he part he like decorated his house to look so magnificent it was it was actually like showing up the king like yo the guy in charge of your money has a better house than you He's making more money than you then you know what i mean so in in some regard the king felt upstaged and threatened and eventually arrested fouquet and the charge was embezzlement even though all the uh embezzlements or embezzling that fouquet would have done would have been by request of the king but so in truth and in fact the king just felt outshone and what did he do if you read the book, it will tell you that he, um, or if you know the history of the, uh, the the topic, it will tell you that, or you would know that Louis then hired one of the most boring ministers ever, someone who does not throw parties, doesn't do anything extravagant, takes all the money, give it to the king, and just goes about his business, right? That's who he hired to replace Fouquet. And as you see, so much, um, or as as much as it it's essential to showcase our abilities, we must do so strategically, ensuring that we don't inadvertently threaten or outshine our superiors. For myself, it's kind of hard to do that. It's hard to take other people's insecurities in mind because I don't have the same insecurities as you. I try not to have many insecurities at all. I don't think I have that many at all, the way how I look at life. Um, I'm, I, th I feel like I'm really blessed to have the life that I've had. I've lived in five countries. I have friends all over the world. I, I know more than one languages to some degree. I could, I could fly right now to quite a few hand, handful of countries and find somewhere to sleep and have breakfast tomorrow morning without going to a hotel you know what i mean i have a very interesting life so i don't really feel insecure about too many things i'm very gifted i could draw with two hands at the same time i can draw anything that i look at long enough i can paint i, I i'm super creative so your insecurities don't really cross my mind and as i get older and as I meet more people and see more people and see more situations play out, especially in the workplace, I am beginning to try to take other people's insecurities in mind. Read the room, read the individual, read the situation. Not necessarily assume, but yes, assume. Because I always tell people, because some people say, oh, never assume. I say the opposite. I say assume everything you can like assume and then assume your assumption wrong if you assume that your assumption is wrong you would therefore assume again and if you can assume as many reasonable prob probabilities with the information you have you can be quite prepared for many outcomes many scenarios that may possibly occur because you assumed as many as you could you know what i mean 
so that's how I try to look at people now I don't just assume for situations or like planning events because another law speak about having plans with branches will get there eventually but I try to live by that you can't just have plan a oh I'm gonna go to the to the mall down this route tomorrow you know that's just plan a what's plan b plan b what if there's traffic plan c what if there's traffic at two different spots plan d what if you get to the mall and it's closed you know what i mean so now i try to look at people and observe situations and okay this person might respond this way if i say something so i may not say it if it's not too mm, detrimental to my own standing or our relationships in regard to whatever then i might say what i'm saying or thinking of saying or send whatever text to see how this person may respond it may seem manipulative if you think about it in one way but if you think about it another i'm playing a game of life um the the game of kings and queens the courtiership it still goes on just to a different degree and i feel like the 48 laws of power once you begin to read this book and reread it and reread it um or reread it again and again and again you would um you would begin to look at life in the same way um so i'm gonna just continue real quick right so on the other hand what if what if someone disregards this law right let's look at the case of um joseph stalin i think his name was and um his one-time mentor vladimir uh lenin um lenin was once a powerful figure to stalin but yet stalin systematically worked to undermine lenin's authority and eventually seized power himself See, the, the risky strategy can sometimes work as it did for Stalin, but not without its dangers, right? So sometimes you could try to outshine your master, but it would have to be very strate strategic. Like, and it, I guess, honestly, you're not even outshining them. You're playing a more backhanded game, if that's how you want to look at it, based on that previous example with Stalin and Lenin. Um, but in summary, like just to wrap it up quickly for you guys, uh, Green's first law, never outshine the master. It offers a critical lesson in managing dynamics within hierarchies. It's not about stifling your brilliance, but rather about knowing when and how to shine without threatening those above or around you. Because it's not only about being concerned with the people above you. I mean, in the game of power, that should be your only concern but i individually feel like it goes beyond that you should be concerned about everyone around you like how can a king be a king if he doesn't know the name of his peasants or he doesn't know the servants he doesn't know the farmer he's never spoken to 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 the wood chopper how, how can he be king who will who will uh elect him you know what i mean so it's all about everyone and try not to step on anyone's toes but that just makes the world 
a very dull place. Um, we are living in a time where we kind of tell people who are brilliant, you're just as good as the next person. And people who aren't that brilliant, yo, you could do it too. You're amazing. And it's this false facade that comes about when we're trying not to step on anyone's toes. But once again, it's a game and there are some people playing it and playing it very well and i hope you can figure it out too so that was today's first insight to the 48 laws of power one of those books or philosophies that speak about this game that we're playing and i hope you enjoyed it so thanks for listening and have a great day bye everyone